Welcome to the Plug and Play Podcast. Player 2, this is Player 1. Plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2. Plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play Podcast. Initiating startup sequence. And thank you for tuning in to episode 122 of the Plug and Play podcast. I am your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is the Grim Reaper. Welcome, and, minions. And, and, <laughs> and Tim. And uh, this is episode 122, rightly entitled PSX Experience. Probably. Probably. better. So. I, I experienced PlayStation. You, like... You, like, fully inserted yourself into the PlayStation? I turned myself into a disc and put myself into a PlayStation. And, like, got off on it or something? Or spin around, 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 like, really fast. Gotcha, okay. No, I went to Anaheim, California for the PlayStation experiences. That's where the Mighty Ducks are from. Your Ducks? The Mighty Ducks. Oh, okay. All right, I didn't see them. I saw some people from Disneyland. There was, okay, there's a lot, it's really close to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Anaheim Convention Center. So you'd see, like, tourists coming out at the end of the night and everything. Um, and there's Mickey Mouse hats. There's always been Mickey Mouse hats, and there's themed Mickey Mouse hats depending on whatever movies out yeah, there. Yeah. Well, now Star Wars has been acquired by Disney, so they get you know Disney themed Mickey Mouse hats. Do you think it's weird to have a Death Star Mickey Mouse hat? Yes. Okay. So it, they have like you know a half a Death Star with little with Death rays, and then Mickey Mouse ears. I'm like, did anyone marketing like think about that? I heard that like I this heard... is the biggest weapon of mass just like it could kill a whole planet. Yeah. And there's these little kids like, hee But did you... Have you ever been to Epcot? Yes. Okay, so you know that huge... Like, when you walk in, the huge world that's in front of Epcot? Okay, yeah. They're going to be turning that into the Death Star, apparently. That's... Well, it's a brand new Trump America. Yep. Um, Hashtag pro Vader. Yep. Um, I just thought that was weird. The kids that is were, weird. The kids are wearing, like... That's really the weird. ...biggest weapon of mass destruction on their heads. On their heads. And they're yes. happy about it. Like, yes, 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 yes. But I wasn't there to see Send Disney. Send me to my room again, Dad. See what happens. I was not there to see Disney. I was there to see the PlayStation Experience at Anaheim Convention Center. Okay. I took an early flight. Got up at 5 in the freaking morning. Got Did you get a PlayStation hat? I didn't. Oh. I got... Multiple other things. Okay. Like when you check in, you get a bag of stuff, and there's like a PlayStation water bottle, there's temporary tattoos, there's weird PlayStation sunglasses, which actually came in handy. Huh. Because the first thing you experience at PlayStation is lines. And I was outside in the sun for two and a half hours. I got there in time before the, the uh, event started. It starts at 10 a.m. Um, if in an ideal situation, I would have got there the day before, Thursday, and got my badge. But... That would have been staying in another night, a lot more expense. Yeah. So um, I had to get my badge first. So there was a badge line. Okay. And that was a pretty long line because there's many other people like me. I got in line, by the way, about 
9.15. I got there pretty fast. I got, the plane came in early, which was sweet. That's awesome. And I Ubered it straight there instead of taking a shuttle, which made multiple stops at other people's hotels. Got straight there, got in line. I still had my bag on and everything. Um, not so true. I dropped my bag off the hotel. So oh, I you did, did? I did waste five minutes doing that. Okay. But it was, like, right there. Um, so I get in line 9.15 to get the badge. I get the badge by about... 10 so it's a pretty long line yeah that was nothing compared to the line to get in this line wrapped around the convention center all the way to the side where the um parking garage was. oh screw that it was like literally at least a quarter of a mile long line oh, oh my god it was barely moving it was terrible i did not actually get into the convention that starts at 10 until 11 30 and i was stressing out because the first panel i wanted to see was at one. Oh my gosh uh, the hio kojima panel yeah so I did finally get in. I was a bit grumpy at that point. I'm like this is you not... had pretty good seats at the Kojima one. No, I really didn't. Oh, I was didn't? using Zoom. Oh, were you? Yeah, I'll we'll play that for you in just a second. But this is me on like maximum Zoom. That's like you can sort of tell it's him if you know what he looks like. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was way back in the auditorium. Thankfully, so did he talk about his game more? Not a well, a little bit. He was very vague. Um, they talked about. Well, I'll get to that. That's okay. next. Well. We're talking about it. Panels. Um, that was the first panel I saw. Um, Hideo Kojima. He was very cagey about the imagery of the f the first trailer. The trailer was just released. Yeah, yeah. The um, Video Game Awards trailer. So he did a different version of the Video Game Awards trailer um, with a different soundtrack. Okay. And he's going to release this limited edition soundtrack on vinyl. And some people were like thinking that's really cool. I'm like, yeah, all right. I mean, music was good. But yeah. I'm not like that much of a collector where I care about that. Yeah. So there was an alternate trailer, the same visuals but different music. Okay. It was cool. Um, so he was talking about that for a little bit, the collaboration with the musicians. Okay. They talked about um, Matt Mickelson. They obviously had a uh, interpreter because he does not speak English. He does just not very well. Okay, so it's very fast. broken, right? No, he did have a translator. Oh, did they? But he does understand. He understands English. I know he understands it, but he doesn't he speak it. He doesn't speak it well. Okay. Um, he has. It's kind of like a Miyamoto. Sort of. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of uh, Japanese schools actually teach English, but they they um, read it more than they speak it. I think they do nowadays, but those guys are also in their forties or something. I think they've been teaching English for a long time. Oh. I mean, ever since. Ever, never mind. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Um, so. <laughs> Um, so anyway, they talked a lot about the, the Mads Mikkelsen coming on board and what it was like working with him. Uh-huh. I talked about, um, body scanning Guillermo del Toro for the scene in that trailer. Yeah, yeah. So, Guillermo del Toro is, um, gonna be in the game, but what they did was they body scanned him and then scanned him doing multiple, um, uh, expressions. Mm hmm They're gonna have a different motion capture artist for his movements in the game. Um, the other two characters, um... Norman... Norman Reedus. I always get his name wrong. And uh, Mads Mikkelsen will, will fully act their parts. But because Guillermo del Coro is a director and has lots of things going on... And that was the guy who had like the flipped up sunglasses at the very end of the trailer, or was that the fat guy? That guy is Guillermo del Toro, the guy okay. holding the baby. Yeah, yeah. He's a um, director who's done like Hellboy, and he was going to work with um, Kojima on the Silent Hills game before mm -hmm. that got canned, canned. by Konami, yeah. um, which is why he knows him. Um... So he's going to be in the game, but he's either not going to be a big part or he's going to be, he's going to be acted by a different guy with his face. And gotcha. They're kind of doing composite. But he's very, he was very clear to point out that the main actors, um, Norman, Norman and Mads, are going to be doing their own work. That's awesome. Um, and Norman is going to be the hero. Okay. And he didn't quite come out and say that 
Maz was a bad guy, but he did say he's an antagonist. Okay. Which is awesome. He's a great villain. He's like a Bond villain. He's now that's the guy at the very end of the trailer yeah, with where his sunglasses his hum- where his and everything helmet, like, like evaporates into him. Yeah, and there's like tentacles going to the surface. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Some weird shit. Dude, you need to see Hannibal. Like, if there's one, like I would make, like if I could go back in time and unrecommend Mr. Robot just so you'd watch Hannibal because I know you love it. But anyway, um, so that was the one panel, um, the first panel. Skipping ahead to the next day, I saw another panel. Um, or actually, was that the same panel? It all blurs together now. No, um, it was confusing because the same person showed up for both panels. It was like the head of the studio for um, Gorilla, okay. which uh, did, I think, believe Killzone before and some other games. Sounds familiar. Um, but they are the ones that are going to do Horizon Zero Dawn. Hmm. And what they announced on Saturday was that they are building the engine for his game. Which is called um, crap. It escapes me now. They had a they had this whole thing about why it was named what it was named, and it was cool, but whatever. They are building this engine for his game, and also Horizon Zero Dawn. For whose game? Uh, Kojima's game. Oh, for Death Stranding. Yes, because he obviously can't use the engine he was using for Metal Gear yeah. Solid. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of a big problem for him to make Death Stranding. Is he needs a he needs engine, a new engine engine that can do all the cool stuff he wants to do. So um, he actually spent um, several months touring with a guy all over the world, hmm. talking to different, and they showed little clips for that. So that was the thrust of that whole thing. Was, That's super cool. Yeah. Um, what was really cool is when he went to Gorilla Studios, um, the, I don't know what his president, whatever, the, the head of, the guy that was there. CEO. CEO, sure. Presented him a wooden box with their logo on it, and inside was like a, um, it was a USB stick, but maybe a mini hard drive that had okay. the entire source code of this engine on it. Just handed it to him. Really? And that's like when he decided he was going with them. That's awesome. So that was that's pretty, really that was, cool. That was a really cool story they shared. And that's really cool. So yeah, that was getting um, somebody like Hideo Kojima to like use your product is like, oh, now I'm the fucking top dog out here. Like, right? When you, you want to dip, well, they. I'm they working spent with a lot the most time. renowned person in the world they said this several times that it was not just the technology behind the engine but the philosophy of the engine so i'm not really sure what that means but um they have a a design philosophy for their engine and they have things they want to do with it and i could tell there's more there but they had only a 45 minute panel yeah um but that was really cool and um yeah i'm excited for that collaboration I'm so excited for Hideo to be out of the thumb of Konami. Konami. But he better come through with this game and not yeah. just take 10 years to make it. Yeah. Um, so the other panel I saw, I think it was the next day, but was also the same CEO that I mentioned um, and a creative director, I think, of Horizon Zero Dawn. They talked a lot about their game and the world bu- world building they did. And they were vague because they didn't... I guess the game is partially a mystery. The main character is like banished from her tribe. And that's kind of her motivation to figure out. There's some mysteries going on. Okay. Like why is this world populated with um, robots? Um, yeah, that are like basically dinosaur robots. What do you need? Yes. <laughs> um, so they talked about that and the how they designed the character and what went into building the game and the engine and. Um, not quite as exciting as a Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. That's cool. And that game's going to look really good. Sweet. Um, so moving on to the Expo Hall, um, 
it reminded me a lot of PAX, but there was less. There was a lot more room in the aisleways, which was nice. I hate feeling all claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. There was definitely long lines at several of the booths, like Horizon Zero Dawn, um, uh, The Last Guardian, which just came out today, and uh, Persona 5. Wait, The Last Guardian came out today? Yeah, that's one of our news stories. Sorry, spoiler. Okay. Um, that's news to me. But it's news that it happened. After 17 years, here's The Last Guardian. So, um... Other lines that were really long were the store. You had okay. to actually wait in line to go shopping. Um, we have little minions watching us. I They're know. not supposed to what be she, here. What is she trying to do? It's on my desk. Where? Live on episode 122. Your iPad is upstairs. <laughs> Alright, so um, that was my daughter. Sneaking around, very on Metal Gear Solid like. Uh huh. Like she should have put a box over. Her and, like, <laughs> she should have put a box. Over. <laughs> All right, where was it? Um. How'd that box grow legs? <laughs> long lines. Um. What other games have long lines? Oh, the uh, shooter, the VR shooter, Farpoint, which looks really cool, but I didn't want to wait. So it's just like a alien first-person shooter, but okay. it, it's VR, and you plug your um, move controller into this really stupid-looking gun. Mm -hmm. But it, whatever, it's a gun. And yeah. You, you just shoot stuff. That's cool. It did look cool, and the booth was really cool. They had a giant like spider creature, huh. and it looked like a cave, and it was neat. That's cool. Um, you, you could at least see into the booth from outside really well. Oh, and Uncharted had a really long line, too. Oh, I'm so sure. So I didn't go to any of the big games. Of course not. No, I went to all the indie games, and there yeah. was a lot of indie games. That was what was really cool about the PlayStation experience, is they really support indie developers. Um, well, that's PlayStation's whole thing. I mean, it's supposed to be anyways. I feel like it has a very different flavor from what an Xbox experience would be. Yeah. And speaking of that, there was some guy that had a white t-shirt and wrote a green crayon on his back. The Xbox One experience. <laughs> <laughs> I thought was hilarious. Uh, so, when you're going around with these booths, um, one of the cool things was that every time you played a game, you would scan your badge... They had, like, uh, little cell phones that you just... Yeah. Had, like, the RFID or whatever, you just bump it up. And yeah. Um, and if you went to certain booths, um, you would unlock stuff. So I unlocked avatars and themes and at least seven or eight games. I sent huh. you several codes. Um, but I kept a lot for myself. I yeah. guess that the value of the stuff I unlocked was worth well over $100. Wow. I mean, I spent $60 on the conference ticket. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, and if you got um, at least one autograph signing and one um, panel and 20 games, you unlock $10 of PlayStation credit. Oh, shit. So I, I just barely managed to get that on the last autograph. Last day? Last day, last autograph panel, which I will get to later. Actually, oh, my gosh. I'll do that right now. Um, so that was one of my favorite moments of the show was um, I picked uh, David Jaffe okay. as, as the autograph. And I walked up to him and said, I don't really want your autograph. I'd much rather have an interview with you really quick. And I was the third to last person in line. And he was already, it was supposed to be a 45-minute period for the autographs. Yeah. And he'd been there by this point an hour and 45 minutes. Oh. Like, we were literally 15 mm. minutes away from the show completely being closed down and closed. Yeah. And I thought that they might, you know, like, sorry, guys. Kick you. Kick us all out. Yeah. But they didn't. And he was... He was spending time with everybody, like two to three minutes. Oh, um, shit. Really gracious. So I'm going to go ahead and um, play the interview that I made. It's only two minutes long. Okay. I'll play the interview right now. What's up? All right, so two questions. Yes. Twisted Metal, God of War, 
falling off cars and now drawn to yes. death. There's all your babies, uh-huh. and you're not supposed to have a favorite child. But do you have a favorite child? No. Okay. Uh, right now, my favorite child is drawn to death, but so that's what you're in. Well, yeah, because when you finish one, it's not. It's it. It really feels like a product of its time. So, like even God of War, people have been coming up to me at the show and talking to me about drawn to death, but not drawn to death, twisted metal, and God of War. And even to a smaller extent, calling out cars, and it's like, I don't even feel like I'm, I don't, I'm not that guy who made those. It, it feels just like I have a dream recollection. And I'm not trying to over dramatize, and it just feels, you make them, you put everything into them, and then when they're out, it's almost like your your work was just expressing it with the team. And so I don't even, I don't even have a, a connection with those games anymore. So when people talk to me about them, it's appreciated. Of course, I'm not an idiot. I know I worked on them, uh, but. Now, I'm only seeing Drawn to Death, and I'm only seeing maybe what we might make after Drawn to Death, so I don't really have a perspective where I can look at them like that. It's, I don't know if other game directors and creators would feel that way, but I can't, I don't, I don't, have, I don't know, they feel like they're gone now. Like, we raised them, they're gone, it's just not in my awareness. It's weird, right? Anyway, hey, well, that's what I'd say. Thanks. All right, second question might be really short. Sure. Did you get a chance to check out other games around the I did, floor? not a lot, but a few. Is there any one that stood out for you besides? I mean, they, they're all, they're all, there's, you know, there was nothing I saw that was terrible. I mean, everything had something to say for what I thought. I thought Starblood Arena was really fun to play. Uh, I didn't play Farpoint, but everybody was saying Farpoint was really great. I'm a big VR fan. Uh, I saw this thing from Double Fine, like Knights and Bikes, I think it was, yeah, which was really, which was really cool. I saw Chasm, which was really cool. So just a lot of stuff. There's just a lot of great stuff to see. I mean, it's. I think the, the thing I walk away with it from is more of a sense of how are all these games going to find a space for enough players because there's so much now. And making games is still as hard as it's ever been, but it's, it's still, with all the middleware tools and stuff like Unity and whatnot, it's easier than ever now to actually make something at a level that's worth sharing with the world. And so I, I just look at it and go, wow, how, how are all these great games going to find an audience? But it was a great show for seeing stuff. It was really good. Thank you so much. Cool, man. I really appreciate it. And then... Um, and then... Um, then, uh, so yeah, did that. That was like my last thing to unlock the... There's other stuff too, like a, you got a platinum trophy card. That's cool. So that's the other thing. Um, some of the boots, not only did you unlock stuff with the badge... They had special collectible cards. Okay. So some people were going around trying to collect every single card. I don't have the collector gene, thank God. But check out how cool these cards are. Oh, shit. Wait, they just gave these out at different booths? Yes, at the booths of the game. There's like Resident Evil, there's Let It Die, there's um, Vayne. Oh, my God, these are freaking awesome. They're really cool design. They're like, got a foil on them. They're really um, heavy card stock. These are free? Yeah. Um, some of them were harder to get than others because of the wait time. So getting a full deck would be quite of a challenge in of itself. Yeah. Do you and know how many cards there were? No, I don't know. And I don't have a full deck, and I know that. You can get a platinum trophy. I did get the platinum trophy. I'm proud of that. Where'd you get that one at? Um, so the the silver you get you get bronze um, with your packet. Okay. Um, you get silver, gold, and um, platinum. Platinum by unlocking the challenges, and you have to go to a special prize redemption booth. Oh, okay. So that's only the prize redemption booth. Let it die. Yes. Nice. Some of them are really cool. So you got two Call of Duties. Do it. 
Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. Oh, Infinite Warfare. Infinite yeah. Warfare. Yeah, once for the... Yeah. They're Dude, they're nice. like super thick cardstock. They're really cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the Persona 5 one, I'm pretty sure Jorge and Q would like kill somebody for. Let me see if I can find that one really quick. And it's at the very it. bottom, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so let me hold that up to the camera so that if they watch this on YouTube, they can be really jealous. Can you see that? Hopefully you can see that. Let me see which one that one is again. Persona 5. Well, it's got some, like, guys who, like, look like they like to do the other guys in the butt while the girls are like, Oh, look at my tits! And there's a cat in the background going, Ha ha, I'm so gonna So we mentioned Let It Die, and Let It Die was my favorite booth, um, by far. We actually had a video of that that you sent to me. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I did a little walk-around video, too, and I think I featured it in there. Um, but this... It looked like a like a train car kind of crashed into a building, and there was like all these slumped over bodies like connected to tubes sitting on in the train, and there was a guy there with um, dressed up as the Grim Reaper with these crazy sunglasses and a skateboard, and then this other lady dressed up sort of like a flight attendant. I think she's in the game, and there was other <clears throat> mad scientists with like masks on. There was this girl like spinning this glowing nunchuck thing. That's weird. Um, and when you got to the front of the line, you got to take a photo um, with uh, all the people that were doing the display That's awesome. in the front. That was pretty cool. And then you got to play the demo. And um, if you beat the boss in the demo, you got a special collector pin, which I think I showed at the beginning of the episode. But here it is again. So cool. Yes. Um, so that was one of my favorite moments of that booth. Um, other favorite moments from the weekend were getting to meet Anthony, um, the voice actor in The Hand of Fate. He's the dealer. I'm actually thinking that maybe that should go at the beginning of the show, so they've already heard this audio clip. So that audio clip that you heard was actually him recording that for me, which was like, <laughs> so cool. You were so excited. <laughs> you sent me like an MP3 format, an uncompressed format. Well, the funny like, thing was I was there to play The Hand of Fate 2 demo. and Which you had already played. Uh, no. Hanafate 2, yeah, you played at PAX. No, I did an interview. Um, oh. Oh, you're right, I did play. I didn't play the stage I played because I un uh -oh. unlocked a new companion. But yes, I have played it, you're right. Um, but this was a different area and a different companion. Oh, that's um, cool. So that was cool. And so, like, I have this interview with him, I talk to him, and then I'm just waiting in line, like, he's, like, going around talking in his gravelly voice, I'm like, it's the there. <laughs> I'm waiting for like another 20 minutes to get my turn to play and then I was afraid I was going to suck when I got to because it's easy when you're on the board part when you're dealing the cards and you, you do your movements and cho choose Yeah. but there's combat and it's kind of like Batman where it's either you strike or you roll or you parry or you parry and like I I was not so good at the first game but I actually did alright and I got through the whole stage really so I was like yes I didn't suck in front of the front the of guy the who made it <laughs> well he didn't make it but he was the voice actor yeah. so that was cool um, so that was one of my favorite moments that's then, awesome I think the last thing I will say about well wait second to last thing um I discovered quite a few new games there which I will go over soon but um one of the coolest things was this one game, Arrow, where um, while you were... Or sorry, not Arrow. I get these two mixed up for some reason. The shirt I'm wearing right now, Earth Knight. Um, it's a dope shirt, by the way. 
Thank you. You can't see on the back, but there's an old guy holding a sword. It's epic. I haven't seen that either. Oh, you haven't seen the back? No, I haven't seen the okay, back. Okay, I have to show everybody then. Oh, that's cool. What the hell? Yeah, so that was a character I played in the game. Um, that's super cool. So, um, but while I was playing the game, the musician for the game was playing on his guitar and so Oh, is that the one that you showed me in the video? Yeah, should I go ahead and play the audio for it yeah. right now? Okay. So he was doing that live at the show while you're playing the game. That's so cool. It was so fun, and um, I should have like stepped back and got video of it, but I wasn't thinking. So the w video you heard was actually taken by somebody else in, okay. on Twitter. Um, and I'm going to write an article about this, and I'm going to have to link them, because I don't have my own video of that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was super cool. So I brought you some stuff. You brought me some stuff. I brought you some stuff. Sweet. Um, Oh, what is this? It's a shirt. It's I can see shirt. it's a shirt. Only shirt got a medium. Nice. Sorry. What is it? I'm not sure. It looks really cool. What game is it for? Magic the Gathering? No, I'm just no. kidding. Magic something. Mages of Mistralia? Have you ever played that one? Nope. But they're giving away shirts, and I said, freaking awesome. I'll take an extra large. They're like, we don't have extra large. They're like, I'll take a medium. <laughs> Alright, Night in the Woods. Oh, is this the kitty cat one? Yeah, but it says Night in the Woods, and that sounds yeah, creepy. It sounds really creepy. I thought it was that one that we played from the German people. No, that's Into the Woods. Oh. Um, I think it was Scandinavian. And then this is like uh, this one game that I'll talk about more. But Collective I thought, Justice Mission? I thought you'd appreciate that little flyer. To set the press free. Oh, man. I'll, I'll talk about that when I talk about the games I played, but I've been talking a long time, and I'm getting thirsty. I'm going to sip on this for a little bit. Well, you tell me about your week. I'm reading, by the way. That's your week you've been reading? I've been reading. Um, this week, uh, we played some more Funeral 2K16. It's a fun game, apparently. Um, let me tell you one thing. If I have a funeral someday, and you are a part of it, Tim, do not talk forever. And do not let anybody else talk forever. Get up there and be like, he was an asshole, and walk off the stage. This is the part where I'm supposed to tell you what a nice guy Zach was. But I'm not going to do that. Anybody in this room <laughs> knows that Zach was a dick. Yep, so let's exactly. move on. Let's move on. Because um, people go on forever at funerals. Yeah, and then ramble down roads to like lead to like how they're prideful, and then back looping it back around somehow. The person talking is prideful, or no, no, no the, yeah, the person is... talking is prideful, and then it becomes about them. It was odd. Well, when you get down to it, the funeral is about the people there, not just the person is dead. But I'm expecting to be like swinging from the rafters. Yeah, you went to too many funerals this year officially. Yeah, so we did that, um, and then also because now, like I guess, like officially, like my wife's like right, like the week before, like this week right now is like the week where she could like potentially have the baby. 
So this weekend, I cleaned out both of our cars and then installed the little fucking seat thingies. Good. Um, you zipped it really tight, right? Like super tight. So like, there's like four different methods you can do. Mm -hmm. You can like use like the little clicks to click into the metal things that are built into your car frame. Yep. And then you can do like a seatbelt through it. I did the little things that click into the car frame. Good. And I like, stuck my foot on it and like. You're so good. I think it yeah, doesn't yeah. move. That's so, better than the seatbelt. Yeah. Um, and then I did the seatbelt too, and then my wife was like, you can't do both of them. And I was like, all right, whatever. Really so I, I, I took the seatbelt off, but it's all right. It looks stupid with the seatbelt on it anyways. Well, I guess if the strap got in the way of the whole apparatus, that would be bad. But, but yes, I don't dude, know. Dude, it's the frame of your car. Like if, yeah, if that, exactly. If that connection goes, you've got more to worry about. Than yeah, exactly. So we got those done, um, and we also meal prepped. So like we want to have like shit that we could just toss into the oven. Okay. So we did 21 different Holy types crap. of meals. We didn't realize it was going to make that much. I took out like 10 pounds of like deer meat, a couple deer things I made in the stew. So we made up like uh, instant stew bags that I just tossed into a crock pot. We made up uh, a couple meat, different types of meatloaf. We made up uh, a couple different like instant type of stir fries. Uh, so do you have a freezer in your garage? I do. Yeah. Oh, I gotta get that. So um, it's full now. Um, but yeah, so like twenty-one roughly different types of meals. So that in case we don't feel like going out or cooking anything or whatever, we just toss something in and call it good. Nice. Um, and then returned a whole bunch of just random BS stuff that I've gotten um, off of Amazon and uh, at Babies R Us that we had like duplicates of. Okay. So then we've got gift cards to them now. So I'm like sitting at like close to $300 on Amazon. Sweet. Um, Have you done Christmas shopping yet? I don't know what to get for my wife for Christmas. Well, I'm just saying, you got money for it at least. I do. Um, so yeah. And then what else did I do this week? Uh, I started going to the gym again. You go to 24? Uh, LA. LA. And I don't know what I have like done, but like this whole part of my chest is like hurts. Your Batman symbol hurts? Yeah, my Batman symbol hurts since like last Wednesday. Were you doing uh, bench presses? No. I did do core. Okay. The first day, and then I did, like, butterflies the next day, but that was, again, like I said, last Thursday, and it still, like, is sore, like, and this is about as high as I can move my shoulder. So I might need to go back to the chiropractor. I'm not really sure. I need to go to one, too. For th I've had a uh, low back pain for three weeks now. Hey, I got a chiropractor for you. It happened right after a deadlift, so Ooh. I'm thinking I might have slipped a disc. Yeah. That no. would not be good. No. No. I got a chiropractor for you, though, okay. if you don't have one. Um, I went to where mine was, and his office was gone. Okay. So I might need one. We'll gotcha. talk later. All right, sounds good. Um, off air. Um, what else did I do? We did Magic Night this week. Um, How many guys do you have doing that? This is roughly, on a given night, about five to ten of us. Cool. So um, I'm trying to think. Shit, I know there was something else I did this week, too. Um... No, I guess that's it. Didn't see any movies or anything? No, I didn't see any movies. Um, I am watching a new show, though. What's up? That uh, it's called This Is Us. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Cheryl loves that show. Really? Mm-hmm. That sucks. Oh, is it? She says it's really good. It is. Okay. Yeah. Like, how many episodes behind am I now? Yeah, like a season behind. Uh, all right. Well, that ship sailed, I guess. No, not really. You can still jump in at any point. It's actually, like, every episode, like, 
isn't new, but like you can catch up super easily. Okay. I'm ashamed to say that I like that show. <laughs> <laughs> now you brought it up. Yep. Shit. Um, Walking Dead sucks. Um, and I'm it had that like from everybody has like the lowest viewership that it's ever had. Um, Time to put it up, take it up back. It might be. Day. It's getting really bad. Is, like, is Fear the Walking Dead any good? Oh fuck no. Okay. <laughs> nope. Sometimes it's just t- it's that just one's time worse. Just to call it good. This like, last episode we had some though, good times. Did now it's time for you to Bye-bye. turn the other way. Yep. Stare at the flowers. <laughs> Look at the flowers. Um, yeah, the last episode wasn't terrible, but like the rest of the season has been bad, like real bad. So we'll see. Maybe second half of the season pulls it around. We won't know until the second half of the season starts up in February. Or March. I can't remember when it starts up again. So, we'll see. I'm trying to think of anything else I've been watching, too. Man, I haven't been doing a whole heck of a lot. So, All right. let's well, talk about been, some... You've been doing baby stuff. That's important. Yeah, baby stuff. All right. I've played some games. you played some games? i played some games. Um, how about I go through 1 through 10, and then you talk about the two games you've been playing, and then I'll continue. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. So I'm just only going to... I actually played some games at home, too, but some of the ones I already played. I'm just going to talk about the ones I played at PlayStation Experience. So that uh, flyer I showed you, Church in the Darkness. Or, yep. Or Church of the Darkness. I was getting mixed up. Church in the Darkness. Okay. Is that the... I told you to go see that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that game's awesome, right? Is that, is that this one? The premise is awesome. Um, I played it. I wasn't very good at it, but... If I, yeah, sat, I sucked at that game, too. Like, really bad. Oh, you played it? Yeah, isn't this? Yeah, yeah, I played this at uh, PAX. I told you to go play it. Okay, I did. So, the premise of the game is it's basically like Jonestown. Yeah, it is it's, Jonestown. Well, it's, it's not. It's called something else, yeah. but it's the same time period. It's in South America. There's yeah. this charismatic... Um, cult pre- leader. Cult. There's two, actually. There's oh, female. is there two? And the female is uh, the voice of GLaDOS from... Uh, um, fuck, what's that game? Um, God of War? No. Oh. Uh, Portal. Like Portal. You know the, the crazy robot in Portal? Never played Portal. <sighs> She's like, she's really good. Isn't that what you have outside? Yeah. Well, those are the turrets. The turrets are controlled by GLaDOS. Okay. She's like the one that tells you that there's cake if you just abandon what you're doing. And, yeah, it's awesome. Okay. Anyway, she's one of the cult leaders, the the voice actor. And I don't know who the other guy is. but So, basically, you're infiltrating this camp um, because you're afraid of what's happened to one of your relatives. Mm -hmm. And they send you a postcard saying everything's fine. You're like, yeah, whatever. So it sounds like the game is partially, at least, uh, procedurally generated. Um, but you're supposed to sneak around. You can you can get um, villager clothes, which you so you weapons. can see cone of cone of vision of everybody. Um, oh, you didn't they didn't have that when I played it. It sucked. Oh, so there's cone of vision now, um, and the cone of vision goes down if you put on villagers clothes. Oh. So you, you can get closer. Yeah. Which makes sense because from a distance you look like you're a villager. But yeah. If, if you get too close, they figure it out. Yeah. And they kill you. Um, so you're trying to meet up with the contact and, you know, figure out what's going Infiltrate on. Infiltrate and see who wants to leave and who wants to stay. I got, you know, through a long period of it, but then there was like a choke point where there was like this narrow passageway and you could throw rocks to make them come out and investigate. But I had a gun. I was like, okay, maybe I could pull out some of the guards and then shoot the other ones. But there was too many and they, they took me out. So did you ever make it to the point of contact? No. I wonder if it was the same it play that I have done. But that was cool. It I took really, me a long time. How, really, many, how many attempts did he give you? Just one? I just played it for probably five to ten minutes. Okay, that's what so I did. Super long. 
So I talked about the booth at Let It Die. Yeah. Um, the, the game is actually free to play. It's out now. Is it? They announced it. Um, well, you saw me play it upstairs. Let It Die. Oh, Let It let Die. It yeah, on. never mind. Moving Sorry. On. I didn't see I've got a lot to go through, man. I'm not going to spend more than like two minutes on one game. All right, all right. So Let It Die is like this crazy game from uh, Grasshopper. I think it's Grasshopper Manufacturing. I have like, no idea. Crazy game. Let It Die, um, Tim. Let It Die. So you are like this... You wake up, like, on that train that I just, like, hooked up to tubes, uh-huh. and you're, like, basically naked. You got, like, a pair of shorts, and that's it. Yeah, it really and sucks. If you everybody wants female. to kill you, and you've basically got to kill them first, take their weapons, upgrade your weapons, get some clothes, get get stronger. Um, there's something going on with your heart. Like, I'm not sure what it you is. You have, like, a weird, like, you have cryogen like, tube or something. You have something stuck in your heart. Like, you cannot exert yourself that much. You can't roll too much or hit too hard, or you, you get tired. So you've got to plan. You can't just button mash, button mash, button mash, button. Yeah. You've got to plan your movements and like run away sometimes, or or you'll um, get paralyzed from exhaustion and they'll just kill you. Um, so it's got a really warped sense of humor. That's where the um, pin I showed you the yeah death in a sunglasses. It looks fun. Uh, free to play. I'm not sure what they charge you for, but um, so better I'll, heart. Maybe I'll be checking that out more. Played a game called Yonder, um, which had an art style that looked a lot like Wind Waker and had other elements like it too, like you can cut grass, pick up stones. That's cool. Kind of a harvesting thing too, the like Minecraft, and there was a lot of fetch quests like you had to repair the harbor and get a certain amount of stone, certain amount of sticks, and um, uh, the very opening area though you would like oh, this is Hyrule Field, come on. Really. Uh, yeah. So it was interesting. I'll be they have a ranch in the middle of it. There's a village. Um, it, it just had definitely Zelda influence, but really? also Minecraft. Or, well, you have that um, that other game we play that has resources on your mobile, Crashlands. Oh yeah, Crashlands. Yeah. It, it was sort of like that too, where you're doing things for people. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Um, I actually didn't play the whole demo because there's so many little side quests you did. I completed like six of them and I just kept going. I'm like. I'm gonna let the next person play because I've been playing for like 15 minutes. Really? Yeah, it wasn't a time demo or anything. So shit. Uh, played a game called Way of the Passive Fist, which looked a lot like um, 90 side scroller games. Passive like, Fist, gotcha. Way of the Passive Fist. Um, it's a fighting game where you try not to fight. You just block. Let the enemies get tired out. They have like a stamina meter. Uh huh. And then you just push them over. Um, and then there's like these. This female like ninja that's throwing daggers at you. You time your thing just right and catch the dagger and throw it back. Oh my at god! And the style is like um, '90s brawlers, like um, do you play like Street Fighter, Streets or... of Rage. Okay. Or um, maybe you played uh, was it Final Fight? I think. That sounds really familiar. Like the arcade games. Yeah, where yeah. Just going from one to the screen, the other, and fighting yeah. everything. But um, ninja just with turtles. That, exactly. Um, but with the thing where you're not you're trying to block instead of fight. So that was cool. Um, played a game called Abduction, which is, um, I think at least some of the developers, they were they kept making comparisons to Myst. I think maybe some of the people who worked on Myst, um, you familiar with yeah, Myst at all? Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like that. Um, you're just thrown into this world with, it doesn't seem to be other characters around, just like situations you try to figure out, like, why is this this way? Huh. Clues and puzzles. Um, it was a strange, like, alien landscape. There was things floating in the sky, and at one point... Um, I was on this mountain trail with like uh, railroads uh, tracks going off, but then on the side there was a shimmery like wall, and on the other side of the wall was this completely different you know, world. 
Yes. It was like like two worlds just been smashed together and there was like this rift like separating them. It was like Weird. I don't know what's Could going you enter on. it? No. Oh. So there's definitely some weird things going on in there. Um when you start the game, it looks like you're in a campground. There's just like a fire pit or whatever. Yeah. And you go around the corner and you start seeing all this. Oh, this is not like, you know, Arizona desert or something. I'm somewhere weird. Weird. So there was, it was intriguing. Um, it looks really good. The, the design, the art design was nice. Yeah. Um, then I got to play Windjammers, which was an announced, um, one of the announcements like at the beginning of the show. Um, but it actually had a playable demo as well. That's cool. And I want to play this game with you when you get your PlayStation 4. Okay. You can play either locally or online. And it's like Pong meets Street Fighter. Um, it's originally a Neo Geo game, and you basically throw discs at each other. <laughs> um, but it's so simple controls. There's only one button and then the thumbstick. So it's like, you know, these stupid 90s-looking dudes yeah. on either end of the screen, and you can move around, and then you throw the disc and try to get it past them into the, the wall, right? <laughs> but you can dive and yeah. accept it, or you can... Yeah, it's like Pong almost. But more fun. Yeah. Like, way more fun than yeah. Pong. Um, so I had a lot of fun playing that. That's cool. And um, and I don't like multiplayer games, so... Yeah, hey, we're going to try this out. Speaking of multiplayer games I enjoyed, Star Blood Arena, another announced game that just Star came out. Star Blood Arena? Yes. You um, get to pick your little alien dude. Um, some of them are robots, and then they all—they have their own unique spaceship, and it looks really cool. It's a VR game, um, so there's like these alien announcers sitting on a couch, like making fun of everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like six of you, maybe eight, quite a few. Wow! You all get in your little spaceships, and there's a stage with all sorts of um, like obstacles and three dimensions, and you can move your ship like basically any direction, up, down, left, right. And the controls were really intuitive. I just jumped in and played it, and you have like, you know laser machine guns and missiles mm -hmm. and it's just basically a free-for-all death match but it was fun hmm. um, and I want to check that out when it comes out that's cool um, so moving on to other VR games I played um, I think you pronounce it Xing The Land Beyond it's X-I-N-G um, another game that sort of reminded me of Mist but a much more like cartoony art style okay and you're on this island with uh, various environmental puzzles like at one point I have to pick up a pineapple and jump up and throw it on this little altar thing that unlocked the door, blah, blah, blah. Weird. Um, that game was glitchy. Like, I fell through the... Um, like, alpha glitchy? Yeah. Um, huh. Like, I had several times walked up to a chest and it didn't register that I was there. Like, the little X didn't appear. Yeah. And the developer's, like, right behind me, like, um, push the option button, hold it down. I'm like, okay. And then, like, my character went, whoop, like, moved up, like... A couple inches, and then it appeared. Like, I went through the architecture of the world several times. Like, my knees were through the walkway or whatever. So, um, but that being said, it I'm just surprised they showed the game is all. Yeah. Like, but it looked fun. Um, like, the beach looks really cool. So, i just surprised they showed that early. That's of, pretty cool, though. Of a build of it. Yeah. Um, then, because you told me to, I played um, 2K VR. That's the best game ever. Tell us about it, Tim. So, that game's really stupid. Um, you basically just pick up balls from a rack and throw them at the basket and try to get as many shots as Now, you when the rack empties, does it move you to another part of the court? Yes. Have you played this game before? I mean, that's part of the NBA All-Stars game. So, that's the whole game. That's super cool. <laughs> that's so fucking cool. So, I played it. I, I How'd you do? I did good. Um... I had it on easy mode. Did so. they have the red, white, and blue ball for the very last ball? 
they had different colored balls. Um, I got bored of sicking all my shots, so I started shooting the balls at the referees. Um, they didn't, like, yell or anything, though. That's weird. They was like, hey. They didn't say anything. I, I was disappointed. Like, it would bounce, the ball would at least bounce off of them. Oh, would it? So it did register that I was throwing it at them. That's cool. But I was hoping they'd yell at me or something. Yeah. All right. Two. Did you get to pick a player, or did you, like? Uh, no. Okay. I just kind of threw you right into it. Huh. And maybe there's more to the game than that. Maybe that's just the part they were showing. But Are they selling it? No, it's not out yet. Okay. Last game we called Brawlhalla. It was basically like a clone of... Um, Super Smash Bros. Yeah, I played it at PAX as well. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to pause there because I need to drink again and you can tell me about the games you played. Apparently Steam Link's on sale. So you guys know. Just got an email on that. Cool. Um, so this week, guys, I played two games. One of them being uh, just a minute ago upstairs. And I played a bunch of, just like you... NBA 2K17. <laughs> but you didn't have the straps with it on your face. I didn't have the strap. I still have that thing underneath my desk. I've not tried strapping up yet. So, quick aside, I signed up this Google Opinion Rewards thing because of you yeah, to, yeah. Get, to get Google Play yeah, yeah. for free games. Yeah. What the hell kind of question is that? At what age does a man start to lose his? What the fuck? I've never got a question like that before. <laughs> it's got to be older than me. That's all I'm saying. Oh my god, that's funny. I've never had that type of question pop up before. Huh. What type of places have you been frequenting there, uh, Tim? <laughs> Old man places. Apparently. Um, so, so, sorry, what did I I played uh, NBA 2K17, and I also played uh, Resident Evil VR. Yes, Resident Evil 7 first Fuck hour. me. <laughs> so we learned that Zach does not like scary games, even though we've been playing Until Dawn. Until Dawn's not really that scary. No. Just jump scares, but... So, what is upstairs if you would have went upstairs? I'm assuming you've went upstairs. Um, not everything. There's... You got the bad ending, which is what I've got, too. Um, I'm going to play through and try to get a better ending. Oh, there's know. multiple endings? Yeah. Just to the demo, there's multiple endings. Like the fuse box, remember? We yeah. We never did anything with the fuse box. Um, there was that kitchen cabinet that had the key you never opened. Um, we never went in the room under the stairs. Underneath the stair. Oh yeah, what's in that room? Well, you saw the little thing. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's fucking tell me already. No, you have to play it. I'm not gonna fucking play no, it. I know you're not. <laughs> God damn, is it free download? Yeah. Um, if you when you get your PS4, you can play it. I can get my damn PS4. So Let I can me play see if my um. We'll get it for you. Hopefully by Christmas. That's fine. I don't care when. I'm playing that stupid game. I'm gonna figure out a good ending. I'm not playing it in VR again. That made me sick. <laughs> Almost. Like, the, uh, if you're going to play the game, I recommend not doing, like, the right joystick to turn. Although, it makes it a lot easier if you're going to stand, or sit down. Because then you don't got to turn your whole entire body and be in awkward positions. So, other than the movement, what did you think of, like, the visuals and everything? It looked amazing. Mm -hmm. It's very immersive. It sounded great, but you also have surround sound. Well, it would sound even better, actually, with, uh, um, headphones in. Would it? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. You probably would have crapped your pants. Probably. Um, scary as all hell, though. Mm -hmm. um, but it looks really good, and the sound effects in it are amazing. Um, it looks like it'd be a fun game. So, I mean, if you're... Why is there creepy kids singing going on? Tim, why don't you fill us up with another 20 games? All right, I'll try to go through some of these faster. Oh, don't worry about it. Okay. Um, Earth Knight. That was the game where the music... Um, director was playing live. Boom! And what the game is, is it's an endless runner, but it's um, really cool. 
you are fighting dragons, and these dragons are like the Chinese kind, where they're really long, like snake, uh-huh. snake-like. So you're running along their backs. Oh, that's cool. And there's um, other enemies like flying around, and you have to ju- jump and dodge them. At certain points, when the angle's steep enough, you can grind on the dragon, and it's like there's like prizes along the way too that you like try to pick up. Yeah. Um, but when you're grinding, you can just like slide through the enemies and just kill them. And the music's awesome. And you're like, yeah. It's one of those like experiences where you just feel, like, feel pumped up when you're playing it. Yeah. Um, even if the art, the music director isn't right there playing the music for you. Yeah. Um, and, and then when you get to the dragon's head, you like um, stab him. And you have to stab him in time. So you're like stabbing him in the head. And if you do too fast, you don't do that much damage. So you gotta pull back and wait and then stab. And I got um, oh I killed two gosh. dragons in my first playthrough. Did you? So after you kill the dragon. Well, he's not flying anymore, so you're free-falling. And you so, fall into another dragon. Yes, and nice. there's all these dragons crisscrossing, and you like pick which one. You like skydive toward it. And there's two characters. I played as the old man with the beard on the back of my shirt. Yeah. There's a female character, too. And it looks really cool. Um, Earth Knight was one of Is my... Is mobile? Nope. Okay. Uh, PS4, man. Oh, yes, so, that's true, yeah. I mean, it might come out on mobile, but it's uh, going to be on PS4. Nice. So that was one of my five like happy I discovered kind of games. This other game I've heard of before, but I never played before. It's called Everything. It's a weird game. Like even the developer who was there admits it's a weird game. You can be everything. You can be a blade of grass. You can be a rock. You can be a penguin. Can you be a prostitute? Possibly. I think there's a city level, so possibly. So like you become like a blade of grass, and you kind of wobble over to other blades of grass and like push a button and like you form a group of grass and then you once you unlock a power you can scale up or scale down so you can become a tree and then you're a bunch of trees moving and what's hilarious is when it comes to animals they just roll head over heels (laughs) so like these elk like herds of elks instead of walking they're just like rolling (laughs) it just looks what the hell it's it's ridiculous but it's intentional and it's just a really weird game like so what do you do? It's kind of a game without a point. It's like a sandbox. I mean, maybe there's a goal. It's Minecraft? Maybe, but you're not really building anything. Um, you're just exploring these crazy... It sounds like you're building grass blades into trees. Yeah, it, it's really weird. It's fun to play around with. Um, huh. How do you take over another object? Uh, you just come up to it and push this button into it. Huh. Another game I called was Graceful Explosion Machine. Um... You're a little spaceship, and you're going back and forth. It, this, the the level goes around continuously. Okay. So you have to turn left, turn right, shoot. Very colorful. I didn't play it a whole bunch, but I love the title, so that's why it's in here. Graceful Explosion Machine. Uh, Gravity Rush 2. So I played the original Gravity Rush on the Vita, um, and they re- remastered it, put the original Gravity Rush out on PS4. Okay. And now they're going to release Gravity Rush 2. And the game, you have the power to control gravity, so you can make... So you can rush. Right, gravity rush. Gotcha. And there's these weird monsters that appear out of another dimension, and you fight them. Um, so that's all cool, like this, like because it's cool to be able to fly across a city and land on the side of a building. Yeah. Um, the thing with the game is it seems to be endless fetch quests, and that's not fun. Um, like, e- even in the demo, I got bored of doing like these tasks over and over. Hmm. Like, I don't think they've figured out the structure, what makes a game fun. So, Because they're rushing through gravity is a problem. That, that's fine. Like, fighting monsters, doing that, like, towards a quest or yeah. a goal. 
But it's like, no, we need to mine 25 of these ores on the side of the building, and then we need to, you need to pick up the miner with your gravity field and zoom over to the next area and mine another 25 ores. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> I don't want to do that. All right. Moving on, play to Sundered, which is like a platforming jumping game. Okay. Um, but you're like this weird, um, you have a sword and you find these monsters. Sounds familiar. But what's weird is when you die, you that's when you go to your upgrade tree system. Hmm. So you want to die, kind of. Um, which is, I thought, a really weird mechanic. And yeah. The game looks really cool, so I'll be looking more into Sundered when that comes out. Um, then I, This is a game I played to get a code for you. Um, I, you know how I am with sports games, right? Yep. Basically, I suck at them. So I played Super Mega Ball 2, which is a baseball game. Nice. Is that the one you sent me? I sent you Super Mega Ball 1. Okay. You get the code for 1 if you play 2. Gotcha. Um, so I feel bad because it's a four-person game. Uh-huh. Um, I feel bad because the other person on my team was like, no, push that button. <laughs> I'm like, I thought I did. So I'd have to pitch. You'd have to take turns pitching. <laughs> yeah, our team lost really bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's I got funny. the code, damn it. That's so funny. Um, They're like, have you ever played a sport? You're like, no, nope. I'm getting it for my friend. Leave me alone. Like, you how long is this demo? You just, just let give it... me the code. I'll just so go. Late. So, <laughs> that's so funny. That was not as good of a multiplayer experience as like uh, Windjammers, where we like fist bumped at the end. Like that was cool. That is cool. Uh, Tooth and Tail. Um, so it's an RTS with animals, and basically everyone's starving, and whoever wins, like takes over the other fortress, gets to eat everybody else. So <laughs> it's like these little cartoon animals. Like so, you're like marshalling squirrels and pigs and trying to take over the base. So. I, I like the angle of the game, but I suck at RTSs. Like it, I suck at RTSs too. So I really appreciate the game for what it was doing, but I suck at it. Like, yeah. I think I showed you Corex, the VR PS. Yeah, yeah. With really cool graphics, like I want to play that, but I know I'm going to suck at it, so I'm going to feel sad. All right, finishing on a high note, um, the probably the number one game I discovered that I'd not heard of before was Arrow. Um, it's developed by a two-man team. Um, it reminds me of Res in a way because you're every, Res Infinite. Yes, well, that's the current version of it. Okay. Um, everything's rushing at you like a, often in tubes, and you're the spaceship, and so they've got some pretty famous um, designers, music, musicians. Okay. Uh, for the for each track, and they build the levels around <clears throat> the music. The music, and. You basically move your ship in a circular manner to try to get on these rails that are moving in the level. Okay, so um, you're almost like skating on them? Yes. So you're doing that with the left stick and trying to stay on the rail. And when you're on the rail, it adds to the music in a nice. really, really cool way. Um, it, I can't really describe You have to play it to feel it. It's like, it's epic when you're, you're getting it right and you're on the rail and like... It sounds great. Because the music's missing part, like, when you're not on it. Okay. And then they slowly introduce enemies in the level too, and then you highlight those enemies with the other stick and you're shooting those. Um, so I played one level that was uh, mostly like sewer tubes or whatever, like really neon bright sewer tubes, interspersed. So not Ninja Turtles? No, no, tubes. it's like all futuristic like sci-fi aesthetic. Gotcha. Really cool aesthetic. Huh. Um, I'm going to play a short little tiny bit of the music because I like the music a lot. Um, get to the right spot. So I'll leave a couple seconds, guys. Um, 
This is actually the, the level I played, so I'm familiar with the music. So the dubstep yeah. part, that's when you're on the rail. Really? So, yeah, if if you're not on the rail, you're missing the whole dubstep beat part. That's cool. That part? Yeah. That's so, super cool. It's so cool. I really like that type of music. Um, I think you would like this game. Um, I loved it. I played that level several times. There was a boss attack level that yeah. was really hard. Um, the person manning the booth played it, and he almost got it. You have to fight this giant sandworm, and it there's like uh, three parts to it. So you'll be fighting him in the desert or whatever uh-huh. while he's, you know... Yeah, going in and out of the sand. But at the the last minute, he, like, comes and, like, swallows you, and you go through him and then come out the other end. <laughs> he shit you out. And so, like, instead of a sewer tube, you're inside of the sandworm. Yeah. But if you don't kill him by the third time, he just, he kills you. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, and Can a, you kill him on the first turn? No. Okay. You, you have to do it on the second one. You only get his health bar, you only have time to get his health bar down, like, a third of the way each time. But there's other enemies, too, so you're, like, dividing your attention between. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that's A-A-E-R-O, and it's from Madfellows Games, and it's literally two guys. That's awesome. Um, and so I'm going to be looking for this one when it comes out. That's awesome. So that's what I played this week. Holy shit. Right. Um. You just played a year's worth of games in one week. No, granted, like, most of these were five-minute demos or less, but still, um, I wrote these down because I didn't want to forget some of these. Yeah. Um, and I will be looking for a lot of these titles, like, uh, Church in the Darkness, Arrow, um, Earth Knight are all games that were not on my radar. Totally want to play now. Sweet. And I forgot my tech talk upstairs. Crap. You want to do that right after Tasty Treats? We can do that. Wrong order. Sure. All right. Sounds good, guys. We'll be right back after this music break. Welcome to Xbox One. I'm here with Paul from Madfellow Studios. Could you tell us a little bit more about your upcoming game, Aero? It looks amazing. It's um, a rhythm, action, on-rails music shooter. We haven't come up with a better description for exactly what it is yet. I think um, it's pretty accurate, though, because I had a go on it, and it, it, it's it's ridiculous amounts of fun. One of the things I uh, spotted as well is there's you can, there's a KTB track. There's a lot of really cool music, but you, it doesn't feel like kind of tacked on. It feels like really methodical how you've chosen it. Yeah, the KTB track was so happy to have it in there. It's a personal favorite. It was a big, big deal for us to get it in there. But yeah, we chose the tracks uh, primarily for the gameplay. what will players expect to face in the game? You essentially follow the ribbons, on-screen ribbons of light that match up with uh, elements of the track. So, for example, in Flux Pavilion, it's, it's the big synth sound. Um, and as you follow that, that plays that synth sound and you get better score for being closer to it. Um, and then you target enemies with the right stick and shoot enemies in time with music. There are some boss battles that you face as well. Could you tell us a little bit more about those? Boss battles uh, tend to be timed. Um, you have to sort of learn patterns and time things. So tying that to music seemed like a fairly um, logical step. What are you uh, most excited about gamers uh, getting hands on? It's different to a lot of music games. Um, 
find that tapping in time, some people love it, some people not so much, so we try to open it up. You don't need to be great at rhythm or anything like that. It will reward you for playing in time, but you don't have to. It will pull everything back in time. So it won't be frustrating for people like Benny who have no rhythm whatsoever. And we are back. Tasty treats in hand, and it looks like Tim's going to try to kill himself with another germ. As I learned, you don't shake these. Yes, like, thank you. Yeah. You can tell it's clear on the top compared to the bottom. Yep. Do you want to taste this one? Yeah, I'll give it a taste. <clears throat> Hold on. Let me give you a Daryl, and I was going to taste your, my beer with that. Hold on. Uh, All right, well, while Tim's getting me a taster, I'm going to be having the Fog Cutter Double IPA, 8.7 alcohol. Um, it is made by Lost Coast Brewery. It's a female-owned brewery, and they're awesome. Out of Eureka, California, and it's got a badass label on the front of it. If you guys can see, it's the uh, same guy from Tim's Game. And, uh... Oh, death. Oh, death. And out of Eureka, California, and 80 IBUs with bitterness, perfect and balanced with malt flavors and aroma. Dry hop with Cascade Centennial Crystal and Chinook Citrus Hops. Cut the fog, rock on. So let's go ahead and crack this one open really quick. Those are good hops. These are some good hops. It's not the best opener, sorry. Here you go. Alright. See if I can do better than Jesse. Yep. There you go. Little Stein. Yeah, little, little baby Stein. Don't, don't tell Q, I'm drinking beer. Yeah, Q. Q's like a... He's like a dictator about that stuff. Yeah, he is. Like every time I post a picture of non-approved food, he's like, what? He didn't say anything about my pizza, though. I had awesome pizza. You know what it is. What? Never mind. Okay. That's your stomach going, give me more beer. Give me beer. All right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> little stupid Stein next to yours. Oh, that's really good. That's really fucking good. That's, um, yeah, I could drink more of that. You want some more taster, Tim? Yeah. You, you could probably fit your stein no. inside mine and dip it's it in. Like five times. Yeah. All right, so we go from that to uh, more kombucha. This is a different flavor, though. Gingerberry. Gingerberry. So still got some ginger, but there's also some berry in there. This is enlightened. It's got all sorts of stuff written all over this. It's gluten-free, vegan, and non-GMO. Um, words of enlightenment are, with love in my heart and positive vibes, I shall go forth. That's from Joseph Edamati. He's an animator in Los Angeles, California. Huh. So, there's some, your thought for the day or whatever. Yep. Alright, cracking it open. Hear that? Yeah, I heard that. Alright, pour your taste for it. Oh, look at that. Woo! Dang. It almost spilled, but not quite. Look at that foam. That's the uh, shit at the bottom of it trying to come up to kill you. Uh, yeah, actually it is. You sure you still want to taste? Yep. I'll pour a little bit for myself first, maybe get some of that off. To maybe get some of that shit out of there. Alright. So you just swallow the chunks then? You shouldn't have that many, if any. I'll see any chunks. You're about ready to drip, just so you know. Alright, I'll finish pouring. It smells very gingery. There is a chunk. Is there a chunk? 
Here's a chunk. Listen to it pouring. Episode 121, or episode 122, Tim and Zach die of kombucha poisoning. I mean, it's unique. It's very unique. Look at that flow down that one. Uh, yeah, you got some real floaters there, Tim. It's a good flavor. That's actually really good. So, I don't know about supposed health benefits, but it's a fun drink. Yeah, it's a fun it's drink. relatively low calorie. Which calories in this bad boy? There's about two servings, and each serving is 35 calories. It's not bad. 70 calories for the whole thing. It's not bad at all. It's actually pretty good tasting. That's probably a lot to do with the fruit. Well, there's some, like I said, minute alcohol in there. So that's some tasty treats. Um, we had Tech Talk? Let's do some Tech Talk. All right. Technology. So, I've backed quite a few Kickstarters, and some work out better than others. Okay. And this one sounded really cool. This one's um, <coughs> ASAP Connect. It's USB cables. Okay. And um, it has a magnetic tip that's interchangeable. This is the um, Apple one, the Lightning. And it just snaps on like that. Like, I don't know if you can see how easily it snaps on. Like, I'm just holding it above. It goes right to it. So, that creates a breakaway situation so like when you're in the charging stand and you snag it yeah it's just gonna come right off that's cool and it stays with the <clears> device <throat> the other cool thing is this cable when the tips on it could swap over to the um, Android version right away oh that's very true so I thought if I outfitted my whole family with these um, that would be cool there's also you can't see it but there's a little blue charging light right there um, it's got the nice wrapped cable yeah um, so Cord wrap. really cool idea um, problem was after one day of use, my Galaxy drained really fast after it was charged, and my daughter's iPad heated up a lot while it was charging, so I quit using the cables right away. Ooh. Not sure what's going on there, but both of those issues. So did you let them know? No. I mean, they're basically <clears throat> manufacturing out of China and shipping out, like, they probably know. So, oh, didn't work out for me. Cannot recommend. Really cool concept. I've seen some other brands go with it. The magnets are pretty strong. Like, yeah. The cool thing is, is like, um, I could just have the cable kind of sitting on my nightstand. And just snap it in. Just kind of throw my phone toward it. It would just, like, they'd find it. Yeah. It's a really cool idea. Um, hope somebody makes a similar idea work. Um, they seem to be constructed well, but I think something's going on in here. Yeah. Electrically that's not cool. Um, so. I maybe just let them know in case they know that they have some bad ones out there and they have replacement ones. I, I went on the forums. They know. Okay. So, ASAP Connect, cool, but cannot recommend. Get it out of your house as soon as possible. I'm thinking, though, of selling my extra tips on eBay because um, people, they're really limited supply right now. People want more tips. So oh, really? I could sell just the tips and throw away the cables. Just the tip? Just the tip. Okay. You ready to kick it? Let's kick it. All right, I'm gonna kick us off this week. Let right. me tell you a story, Tim. Okay. All right, guys. I have the Moonlight, a bedtime story projector for tell your story, mobile Zach. phone. Actually, I'm not gonna tell you a story. I'm gonna let the mother tell you the story.
If you want your children to be intelligent, read them fairy tales. If you want them to be more intelligent, read them more fairy tales. Albert Einstein said this, and it has deeply impacted the way I parent. Show me. It has also inspired me to nurture the imagination of my own child through reading. Ready for a bedtime story? Yay! That's me, Natalie, founder of Moonlight and mom to a fun, sweet, imaginative little four-year-old girl. Chloe, my inspiration behind Moonlight. Okay, go. As you can see, bedtime stories have become a lot more exciting in our house, something we both really look forward to because of Moonlight a children's projection story reader that easily attaches to your mobile phone and instantly adds magic to story time. Stories have always been a staple in our bedtime routine, as I'm sure they are for many of you. They give us a chance to bond, unwind, and snuggle with our kids after a long day. It was sometimes difficult to keep Chloe engaged in reading books. So one night, I decided to shake things up a bit and use the flashlight from my phone to create our own story out of Shadow Puppets. Chloe loved this. She was so engaged and I loved seeing her use her imagination to create stories with me. Eventually, she started to prefer the Shadow Puppets over her actual books. And that's when it dawned on me. What if I could turn her bedtime stories into images that could be projected onto the ceiling, just like the Shadow Puppets? And that's when Moonlight was born. It uses the flash from your mobile phone to project images from a small reel onto your ceiling or wall. All of the words to the story appear on your phone's screen, making it easy to read while projecting the images. I also added in some neat sound effects to make it a full audio-visual experience. And the coolest thing is that I was able to incorporate page detection software. So as you turn the reel, the story turns the page on the screen for a completely seamless reading experience. Moonlight has made our bedtime routine simply magical. It has revived the love and excitement of reading, and most importantly, has helped nurture and fuel Chloe's imagination while creating an incredible bonding experience that we both look forward to every single night. My ultimate dream is to make Moonlight available to every parent who treasures reading to their children as much as I do. And who knows, maybe we'll create the next little Einstein. Good story, Zach. It was a really good story, right? Um, so this is awesome. And as just becoming a father of a newborn where my wife wants to read bedtime stories, this is actually something very cool that I can do with my son. Um, and it's actually relatively cheap to get into it. It ten dollars will actually get you into it with a uh, the app only fairy tale. <coughs> no projection. <clears throat> the starter pack, which gets you one projector and two original educational story reels, or $45 for three fairy tale stories, including Little Red Riding Hood, Jack and the Beanstalk, and the Ugly Duckling, plus one Moonlight device. 60 pack gets you the family and friends, um, which is all seven story reels, and going up to the big granddaddy of them all. $499 or more, meet our founder at Toy Fair 2017. Join our founder for dinner during Toy Fair in New York City, September. September? September. The new month. It's a new month. 
Um, February 18th through 21st, learn more about Moonlight, get a first-hand look at the product with a private demo and more. It includes a meet and greet, dinner, private demo, one Moonlight device plus custom story reel. I could have him do a sword and scale story <laughs> reel. And a special gift, dinner on her, but travel not included. So what I'm hearing is, is if I get there, I get one hot date with a mom and she takes me out to dinner. I'm just not going to touch that one. No, not going to, not... I mean, two people are already going on the date with us. Two out of five. It's not a date. And this is like the... Ugh, they're never going to let us go to this cocktail party. I hope they aren't listening. Hope they just tuned out, like, right before you said whatever horrible thing you said last time. Episode 121 was not that bad. Episode 122, not that bad. This mom wants to go out on a date if you pay her $499. I guess she sort of said that, yes. Sort of. She wants to take you out to dinner. $99 or more gets you a custom story pack, which gets one Moonline device plus one custom story. You get the uh, Moonline original title, Let's Go to the Zoo, an adorable story about your child who goes to the zoo and meets a bunch of different zoo animals. Um, we are able to include your child in the story by selecting from stock artwork, including your child's name. So I can have her do a custom story with my child in a Sword and Skill episode. That's one fucked up story. Yes, it is. So, Tim, what do you got for us? And actually, I think I'm going to back this. So, it's actually a really cool well, idea. I'm going to show you guys an image <clears throat> and explain it later. Uh, can you see that? Quite possibly. See all those spinning dials? Zach? Okay, why, why am I looking at, like, something you should take an LSD for? Okay. So, have you, to change the subject, but not... Have you ever driven around in Portland very much? I mean, a little bit. Have you ever come to an intersection and seen a pure white bicycle chain to a street sign? No. You've never seen that? No. So Portland and several other major cities do this. <coughs> They're called ghost bikes. Those are markers for where a cyclist lost their life because a car ran them over. Whoa! Yes, it happens a lot, um, especially... Well, that's because they run their red lights. Not always. Um, it gets dark early here. It's not my fault if I went up onto a sidewalk and purposely hit the guy. That actually would be your fault by any legal definition I could think of. But um, bikes are not visible at Touché night. Too And right now it's getting dark at like 4 p.m. You're very so right. People are commuting home at 5. It's already dark. Dark. And even with a uh, headlight and a brake light in the back. You're telling me the little flashers on your wheels don't work? Not really. You are you are not that visible from the side, and side it's impacts can totally kill. So, <clears throat> into this gap steps Monkey Light Automatic, and I'll go okay. ahead and let this video play, and then we'll talk more about it. Cycling is great for your health, your budget, and your planet. Maybe you bike as much as possible, or maybe you've been meaning to get into it. But the reality on the street often makes your ride challenging. We wanted to give riders total confidence on the road by making them visible from every direction. That's why we designed Monkey Lights. We've been making monkey lights since 2007. Our lights are known for being incredibly bright, durable, and fun. 
In 2013, we kickstarted the first video bike wheel, the Monkey Light Pro. Since then, we've talked to thousands of Monkey Light users around the world. They keep telling us just how confident they feel when they ride. Monkey Lights were originally designed to be fun and visible. Now, we're ready to take the next step with sleek new designs that are ridiculously easy to use. With our third generation of monkey lights, you just ride your bike and they work their magic. All the lights feature our new fully automatic technology. They reliably turn on when you need them and they securely lock into your spokes. This way, you won't lose your lights and you'll never forget to turn them on. These third generation lights also feature our new hub-mounted rechargeable battery. The battery lasts for months of normal usage and it pops out easily to charge from any USB port. Our lights are great for every kind of bike and any type of rider. And now we're able to make them more affordable than ever. So why monkey lights? Well, take a look at this. This is how a bike looks with traditional front and rear lights. Now look at it with monkey lights. All of our monkey lights are clearly visible from every direction. By illuminating the wheels, the moving light greatly increases visibility, even on a crowded street. The speed and direction of the rider can be seen as well. Monkey lights light up the road and make every ride more safe and more fun. Our A10 combo is a set of two fully automatic lights. It features a classic look with a bright white light for the front wheel and a red light for the rear wheel. The A15 adds full color LEDs with a button to choose between eight colors and five simple themes. The A10 and A15 are incredibly easy to use. Just get on your bike and ride. Our A30 is for those who want to maximize fun and visibility. It includes 42 full color themes stars, hearts, lightning, fireballs, flowers, and much more. Our lights are built to last through years of use in all weather conditions, the bumpiest roads, and whatever adventure comes your way. These new monkey lights represent three years of improving our products, upgrading our equipment, and rigorous testing. We mold our lights right here in California with a process that we developed ourselves. Thanks for all your help so far. Your support is critical. It helps us pay for the tooling and materials that we need to bring these products to market. Help us fulfill our vision of making cycling as safe and fun as possible. Where are these guys out of Portland? Because this sounds like a totally Portland thing. It does sound like a Portland thing. Um, I don't know if it says where they're from. San Francisco, another okay, big, another big bicyclist area. Big bike city. Um, so they've made some lights in the past, but they keep improving their design. Um, as you heard, one of the cool things about this design is you um, two of the models you just plug and play. You just get on your bike and start going and it automatically starts to light up. That's awesome. It starts to light in the wheels and they have three different models. Um, one's just a simple light around the rim and then the one I showed you, the A30, you can actually have like these design, Custom designs. Like really cool designs yeah. on your wheels which is 
going to not only look awesome, but it's going to, cars will notice. Yeah, it. you're going to be able to see. Um, so you can have like little flames and all. Does it come with one or two? Front and back? Or front just, and back. Okay. Every system comes with front and back. Um, this only has 71 hours to go, so when you hear this, it's already too late. And um, they are down to the wire. Um, 71 hours to go, and they are at 180, 180,482 out of 220,000 needed. So their backing is in question. Um, and I know someone in my life that I would kind of like to get a set of these for. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, but I don't know if it's going to get backed. <clears throat> but it's really cool. Um, the tech's really cool. I like the idea. If you back it, Tim, they will come. Right. Um, That's only 20000 away with so, 71 like hours. Said, That's going to get it. There's different models. Um, maybe I'll be the one that pushes it over. Yeah. So you can get a current... If you own their previous iteration, you can get the USB battery upgrade where you just pop out the battery and USB charge it. You don't have to disassemble the whole thing like yeah. you did before. Um, that's 15 bucks. And that's for the M232, M210, and M204. That's the previous iteration of these. Um, for 29 bucks, you get the A15 full color bike wheel light, which one light for your front or rear wheel. It's just one. 30 bucks gets you two USB batteries for the, for the previous model. Yep. Um, 49 bucks gets you the A10 combo. That gets you a white light in the front and the red light in the back. So kind of like a car, you're, you look white in front, red in the back. Yep. Uh, 54 gets you the A30, the full color bike wheel light. That's the cool one. one that light. gets you two of them. Mm. Oh, no, that gets you one wheel. Never mind, that sorry. That gets you one. I didn't realize that. Yep. That's kind of a bummer. Mm. Uh, 54 gets you two A15s. 83 gets you an A30 and an A15. So you're going to have cool wheel in the front, lame wheel in the back. Yep. 87 gets you three A15s for a three-wheel trike, I guess. Those do exist. Now, hold on. You say for an e-bike oh, with wait, large on. hub motor. Stop the presses. For a 95 early bird, you get two A30s. That's what I'd want. Um, there is 348 left right now. So retail price would be 120 So that's 25 Do these work on any bike, though? Pretty much. Um, there is a special model for electric bikes that have a thicker hub. That's down here somewhere. Okay. So skipping up to the top reward. Yes, the grand daddy of them 490 gets you 10 A30s. Yeah, but that's not a date with a mom. No, it's just if you want a whole bunch of these. I don't know if you have like a bicycle gang or something. <laughs> We're but the pedal street Some of these gang. designs that you probably couldn't see in the tiny screen I was showing you online. Um, there's, there's skulls. That's there's, so cool. There's flames. There's little... Um, like lightning bolts, there's elephants, there's all sorts of psychedelic designs that I can't even describe. There's like a little alien dude, there's stars. Um, yeah, it looks really cool. Super cool. So, um, cool product, um, does something good too, not just looks cool. And that's Monkey Light Automatic. Awesome. It Both of our, our uh, Kickstarters had light in common. That's very true. Oh, I forgot to mention, um, at... At the PSX, I saw two of my batch projects. Did you? Yes. Um, the Tim <clears throat> Schaefer one, I think it was called Nights and Bikes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nights and Bikes 2, right? Yes. And then um, Cosmic Star Heroine, I think it was called. It's a weird title. Huh. Uh, I got the Vita version, which is apparently the last version to be released. Of course. Which sucks, but whatever. I need more games for my Vita. Um, but it was cool to see games that I backed, like... 
you know, at least something playable. Yeah, exactly. On, on, on a show floor, so that was neat. That's really cool. So yeah, that's our kick it. And Sweet. Time to move on to some game news and game releases. Sounds good. What do you got for us? All right. What do you think of Will Ferrell? I mean, he's kind of a funny guy. What do you think about Will Ferrell in a Talladega Nights of Esports movie? I mean, I'm listening. <laughs> so he's going to play an esports star in a new comedy. Okay. The first problem I see with that is, like, <laughs> he's funny. esports. Well, no, he's too old. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, esports. He's way too old for it. Like, he could be a coach. Not really. He could be a... He could be a team owner. Yeah, there you go. Um, he's going to be in an The coaches are like 27, and they're even considered old. He's going to be, a, it says, a member of a professional esports team. Oh, I guess that's the, the whole gag is he's an anomaly in the sports where players usually retire in their 20s due to slowing hand-eye coordination. Legendary said early. So that's the whole gag is he's too old. I was going to say, because there's a guy that's like my age, and they called him Old Man Fear. Farrell so. has played that type of unlikely athlete before in <laughs> comedies like Talladega Nights, Ballad of Ricky Bobby, Blades of Glory, and Semi-Pro. He'll play in. He'll appear in the comedy along some, alongside some real-world professional players like members of esports team Evil Geniuses and Fanatic. Oh, God. Evil Geniuses is the one with the really old player on it. His name's Fear. <laughs> that is funny. He's actually the coach now this season. So it'll it's in production right now. Probably come out around two thousand. So they're gonna be playing Dota, is what I I just heard. Oh, they're actually gonna have a real game, not. Well, they must be because that's what Evil Geniuses is is Dota. Yeah, but they could make up a fake game for the movie. I mean, I guess. <clears throat> All right. So the next story we already kind of alluded to. Last Guardian was actually released. That's actually a game. So out. people are actually playing it, yeah. or is it like? Yeah. Okay. I mean, people have been waiting for this since it was announced in. I think 2011 or 2010. Oh, that was initially the release date was 2011. Yeah, but I think it was announced before then. I think it was. It was like 2008 or something. Somebody said they've had theirs like in on pre okay, for like eight years. The first trailers came out in 2007, according according to this story. Okay. Um, apparently, the game runs better on the PS4 Pro, so they still haven't optimized it. <laughs> it still slows down. Oh um, my god! It does work though. Um, it's getting very mixed reviews. It is above a 70 on Metacritic. Like well, see, but the problem is is that they never hyped it. Everybody else hyped it. No, they did hype it. They, they hyped it back in the initial... Oh, well, yeah, they hyped it back then, and but then not the, now. And then the PS... Was it PS2? Going it's supposed in? to be a PS3. Right, so they were hyping it before the PS3 came out. I yeah, think. It, was a, it was a PS2 well, it was, sequel. It was during the PS2 era that they were like looking forward and saying, hey, we're going to make this game. Yeah. And it handled, turned out the PS3 really couldn't handle all the stuff they wanted to do. Yep. And, yeah. So they were about to abandon it, and I think it changed studios at one point. If I, I, I don't I might know be about mistaken. that. 2015 is when they announced it wasn't really going to happen again because it, they just weren't talking about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it did come out. It is playable. There's some people that like it. There's some people that say, when it's good, it's good, but th- these parts really suck. And there's some people that absolutely hate it. Huh. So it's very mixed. I will end up getting this at some point just because I love the first two games Yeah. so much. Um, I've heard that he acts a lot like an animal, like the, the kitty dragon thing. Really? 
in that he won't do what you want him to do. <laughs> he just kind of does his own thing. <laughs> he's really no and it, what sucks is you need him to complete the puzzles. Oh, God. So you're like telling him to go over there, and he's like, yeah, whatever, <clears throat> fuck you, I'm not going over there. <laughs> so it sounds really frustrating in parts. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the thing that exists now. Lame. Last Guardian's actual game. All right, so we've talked about the uh, the striking voice actors before. Yeah. Well, the game at the Game Awards, uh, Nolan Worth um, accepted an award for you know voice acting, and he had some pretty strong sp- strong words to say about um, the whole situation. Shall I go ahead and play that for you, and you can yeah. splice it in later? I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I I want to thank a group of people at Naughty Dog. It's them as a whole. Um, I'm hearing a lot of talk lately about how performance matters. And uh, it does. The performance of every designer, every programmer, every artist, every hardworking, talented person at that office, not only Naughty Dog, but all the developers that I've worked with, but Naughty Dog in particular because they've been with them for so long. That performance is so important. They are so talented, they are so hardworking, and <laughs> their performance matters more than mine. And that's important to understand in this day and age with all the talk going back and forth. Because without their performance, my performance would not only not matter, it wouldn't exist. I'm so proud to do this. I'm so proud to be up here. Thank you so much for this. I will continue on. If they will continue to keep making, bringing the things I do to life, I'll be there for them. Thank you. Wow, that's awesome. So, yeah. Um, he pretty much called out... The voice actor the strike. voice actors for strike, which he's... Like, he's been, like, vocal about it before, though, because he's, like, he's not striking. Nope. So... Um, to be fair, he's pretty much guaranteed to work for the rest of his life. Because he's like the preeminent voice actor he is. there is. But for him not to be striking <clears throat> is a huge blow to their cause. Because if he striked, then other studios would be like, well, shit. So you know they what? have Nolan on their side. <laughs> if he wasn't making fat wads of cash already. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, remember that time at the video game awards? <laughs> <laughs> That's another ten grand, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh! All right, guys, well, we have game releases starting on Tuesday, December sixth. Yeah, how oh. about you read some game titles instead of me for once? Sounds Holy good to crap. me. The Last Guardian, PS4, Dead Rising 4, PC, Xbox One, Ark Survival Evolved, PS4, which Quick I think question. already Has been out. Dead Rising been on PC before? Uh, yeah. Okay. Dead Rising 3 I played on PC. Were they all? Or 2. Were... Okay. 2. Cool. 3. Something like that. I don't know. I played the crappy one. Everybody <laughs> says it's crappy. Um, Red Faction, PS4. Werewolves Within, PSVR. 3 on 3, Freestyle, PS4. Is that basketball? Yeah. And we're going to have to play that. No. We're going to have to play that. No. Tim. No. Tim, we're going to have to buy a 3 on 3, PS, PS4 Freestyle. Freaking freaking freestyle! <laughs> Come on, let's do it. Dementrios, the big cynical adventure, Vita, Nebula, PS4. Not Nebula though, it's Nubla. Yeah, but it's pronounced Nebula. But it's Nubla. Nipla, 
Okay. Nipla. Nipla, PS4, Space Overlords. Yeah. PS4 and Vita. Welcome to new Space Overlords. Hashtag kill the zombies. The hashtag is in the damn time. Hashtag kill all zombies. They Vita. Just, they just want to be trending on Twitter. Yep, exactly. Gigantic open beta. PC, Xbox One. <laughs> I've been playing beta on that for like two years now. I know, but when you say it that way, it just sounds stupid. It does. What What beta? Gigantic open beta. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, what giga- beta? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's a gi- gigantic open beta. Bro, Arcade. <laughs> yeah. Arcade Archives, Neo Geo Samurai Showdown. Two. Uh, PS4. Flying Bunny, PS4. <laughs> Weird. Uh, Friday, December 9th, Space Hulk Deathwing. That's a weird title. PC. That's it. And this week's question, guys, brought to you by Tim. What convention would you like to go to? Yeah, so I've been kind of looking at, you know, footage from previous PlayStation experiences, and I'm glad I went. There were so many announcements. Yeah. I didn't even go over all the announced games because I would have taken another... Like another. Yeah, that would have been a whole like, episode. Like Yakuza Six and a whole bunch of other stuff got announced. Um, but this is one that I've wanted to go to for a while. We've talked about Comic Con or Emerald City. Yeah, Emerald City Comic Con. E three. E three is where we've done PAX, but there's PAX East. PAX East. There's PAX Australia. Mm-hmm. There's PAX um, South. PAX South, which is now the new PAX West, or PAX Prime, basically, from what I hear. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, so what is the one convention that you've wanted to go to, Zach, besides PAX, obviously? E3. E3? Yeah, that'd be fun. I've been wanting to go to that one for a long time, but um, since you picked that one, I'm going to say CES. Oh, CES would be sweet, too. That's the Consumer Electronics Show, where you get to see all the... Yeah. Sometimes just proof of concept electronics that never they actually never ever make it a market. But they did make one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you'll see some crazy ass thing, like, like one off thing, guy on a hoverboard or some crap with like yeah, he's like on a hoverboard with like a VR helmet on and he's like I don't know doing whatever. What flying through a teleporter? Yeah, and then like he gets vaporized, so they just get you that right away. Exactly. But you see all sorts of cool stuff. There's concept cars. Yeah. Um, all sorts of tech. Really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. Um, so that's one I've wanted to go to. That'd be fun. But we should let us know. Um, is there a comic convention you want to go to? A local anime convention? Um, just tell us what convention you've Or even wanted. if it's not local to you. Because ours that we picked aren't local. Uh, on the same coast. but I mean, roughly. But yeah. CES is Vegas. There's Dragon Con. There's Gen Con. There's that's so true. many cons. There's so many cons. So there's Blizzard Con. I mean, I get cons that email me all the time. Blizzard Con sounds kind of cool. There's um, there's that Call of Duty one. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's in uh, Sweden. I want to say right. I sure. I think unless that's the Counter Strike <laughs> one, because I get that mixed up. That might be it too. BlizzCon sounds pretty amazing if you're into that. Yeah, if you're really into like uh, Blizzard titles, I'd be like the perfect place to go. World um, of Warcraft. So a little tiny con that I've gone to in Portland was really cool was the HP Lovecraft. Huh. That was pretty cool. Really? Um, yeah. Um, there's some weird people that go to that one. <laughs> you know what HP Lovecraft is all about. No. Right? He's the author in the 1930s that wrote the whole Cthulhu mythos. The elder gods that are sleeping under the ocean and will one day rise and kill us all. And like the stories often involve madness and insanity and like people killing their whole families. Oh, Jesus. Because they discover an ancient text with like indecipherable language. Oh, God. And they keep reading it and they open up portals to another universe. And oh, like, God. Like the demon monster comes through and kills her. It's, yeah, it's a thing. Um, so, yeah. 
the the merch booths at the HP Lovecraft School are seriously disturbing. Like they have like bone charms and tarot decks and and there's like people walking around with absolutely no body hair, like no eyebrows, like then piercings and people wearing long robes and like the, the short film there's like a short film festival, it's in a theater, movie theater. So short films and commercials, they're all kind of related to this that theme. But yeah, that was definitely one of the most interesting cons I've ever gone to. That's weird. It was a two-day con I went by myself. Oh, my God. In Portland? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. It's it's in every year, either September or October. <clears throat> it's in the fall. Um, it's over on the Sandy Boulevard at the Hollywood Theater. Okay. And it's, uh, yeah, that's a local con. That sounds weird. It's special flavor, but... Tell us what convention you'd like to go to. All right, guys. So until next week on episode one, two, three. Oh, God. You're going to go off about that forever. Check us out at Facebook.com forward slash Plug and Play Show. Twitter and Instagram at Plug and Play Cast. YouTube.com forward slash Plug and Play Gamer, which is if you are watching this there, hit the subscribe button up in the top something bottom area. Hit the like. Leave us a comment. Um... Check us out of the Facebooks, PlugandPlayGamer.com, TheButtonSmashers.com, where you guys can check out all of our I'll awesome articles. I'll be writing articles about PlayStation Experience if you haven't heard enough about it already. Exactly. If you want to know more in depth about the church in the darkness, head over to TheButtonSmashers.com. Um, I believe I wrote up a little thing about it on PAX. Okay. And uh, Tim will have something more than likely mentioning it. Um, coming up in the fall I'll have weeks. to throw up your link to your article then, for sure. Uh, I hope I finished that one, because it wasn't actually a scheduled um, <laughs> event. Funny. It was like I walked up, saw the game, played well, the sort of thing. If I could find it, I'll link to it otherwise. You'll never know what you had to say about it. Exactly. So until next week, guys, don't forget to prime 